They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. My co-host don't like you and he likes everyone And he never likes to admit that he is wrong Been so caught up in my job Didn't see what's going on Now I know I'm better hosting on my own whoa, whoa, My co-host whoa, whoa, don't whoa, like whoa. What? What? Uh, baby, you can go and poop yourself Ooh. Well, welcome to Thoughts at Rock, I guess. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are, of course, your favorite podcast. That's about exchanging two pieces of life-changing advice squeezed into about half an hour. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> we know how busy you are. And yeah, life's coming at you. <laughs> so busy that Jim can't get with the program. Sometimes I can't. I'm still thinking about my co-hosts don't like you. That's, <laughs> I feel offended. When you start with Bieber... It's, yes. It can throw you off. <laughs> you could go sideways real quick. <laughs> we get it. We know how busy you guys are. And just trying to find any type of leadership nuggets to sort of amp up your life. They're hard to come by, which we know. I mean, you could be doing anything right now and it doesn't really matter to us. You could be, I don't know, avoiding your roommates or throwing axes or even taking the L train to work. Listen, we just want to be the 30 minutes that you look forward to each and every week. This podcast helps support Cannonball Kids Cancer, which of course, as you know, our preferred nonprofit focused on providing options to kids with cancer who've been told they've run out of options. Yep. Uh, CKC helps identify innovative options and then actually provides the funding necessary for the treatment to actually happen. They provide hope to the hopeless. And because of that, we support them with everything we do. And just a quick reminder, whatever format you're listening to the podcast, if you like the show, we would love it if you would just take a quick moment afterwards to write out a review. Just those written comments actually help us quite a bit to, you know, get in front of other people and, and grow the show. And obviously, it'll help us support Cannibal Kids Cancer a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So, listen, you know how we do it here. If there's anything we can do to sort of put you in the mood. We started with Belieber. <laughs> if that doesn't get you in the mood. I don't know what won't. Uh, I don't know either. You know what time it is. I do. It's business time. Business time. So our awesome guest today is Daniel Batero, who is an international speaker and he's the host of a top-rated podcast called Mastering College to Career, and is now just recently a best-selling author yeah. of the book of the same name. Yeah, he's crushing it. Um, all this underneath that uh, Mastering College to Career umbrella, he's actually got a, an, an academy out there. He's the founder of that. So, man, we, we can't sing your praises enough, man. You are crushing it. Daniel, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. 
Thank you, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm excited. I am so excited to be on this podcast. You guys are rocking the podcast. Woohoo! We're trying, but guess what? We learned it from you, man. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. That's the the beauty of this particular thing is it's almost like he's watching Grasshopper take Pebble from hand. Yes, <laughs> we we've, we we're close. We're close <laughs> to right. snatching it from Daniel's hand. Every time we get close to Daniel's success, he does something that puts himself out there again. So now he's a best-selling author, and it's just like, all right, we're look, like, come on. He's going to have a TV show yes. next. That's it. I'm exactly. telling you. <laughs> we actually call you Daniel Son behind your back. <laughs> Daniel Son. <laughs> I, so, I, think it, I think it's funny because I learn from you guys more than you guys know. Uh, I think I reach out to you guys, so it's just the, that uh, collaboration. Well, for sure, man. I, I remember us having that great conversation in the coffee shop, and we were headed down one path. And uh, even though it, you may have thought it was one or two little things, but it really helped us on our trajectory. So, dude, you're you're very influential in us getting started. It literally, Daniel is the person that we, when we had an idea to say, let's do a podcast rather than sort of the initial track that we were planning on, uh, Daniel just sat us down and said, here's what you want to do. Here's who you need to talk to. And uh was instrumental in getting thoughts that rock off the ground. So we can't thank you enough for that, brother. Yeah, man. Excellent. Glad. So, Happy to hear. So I met uh, Danny. I don't know if I even told you this, Brant, when we were um, first sitting down for that coffee meeting. I had met him through uh, another speaker friend of ours, fantastic friend who I think is a mentor of Daniel's. Her name's Frances Rios. Um, she's here in Central Florida, and she was really huge, obviously, in, in Puerto Rico and. She's reinventing a, a lot of herself here, and so I had the the you know the opportunity to sit in and watch one of her sessions. And Daniel was sitting right beside me, and uh, we just struck up a conversation. And I can't remember Daniel. I think at the very end, I was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm just about to start this podcast thing," and you were like, "Oh yeah, I've got a podcast. I've got like 80 episodes." I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> this, this is it's fortuitous. I needed to be here." And we we chatted about that, and. Uh, the rest, they say, is history, and, and uh, we, we love us some Frances Rio. She's fantastic. I know you've learned a lot from her, right? I've learned so much from her, and, you know, even as we dive into this podcast interview, I'll talk a little bit more about her because she's been so influential oh, in my great. life in the last year. That's awesome. That's great. And, and listen, for anybody that's uh, listening on the show, I mean, obviously, you can grab Daniel's entire bio in the show notes. But, but, you know, I, I would say this, he, I know this, he left this big, huge business world and basically dedicated himself to helping college students attain their career success after graduation. I know that's predominantly most of the stuff that you talk about. So, you know, we'll allow you to jump right in and talk about some of that stuff. But as you can tell from the show, if you've listened to it, it's a little bit different than a lot of other podcasts. And we're not going to do the the whole going through the history and the background, we want to jump right to the awesome piece of advice that you have. So, Daniel, we're going to leave the floor open to you, brother. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock, number one. Thank you. So my thought that rocks is that the best way to reach any goal is to learn from someone who's done it. And hmm. I I thought that, you know, that would be an important thought because it just applies to any aspect of your life because you know even as if you, you tell me what well, Danny you just accomplished you know number one best-selling author in three categories in Amazon how did you do that well the reason I did that or the reason why I'm able to do reach any goal or anybody is generally because you learn from someone who's done it learn the foundation they've already gone through it try to understand um, kind of like the roadmap that's already laid in front of you yeah. And to be able to execute it. Um, that doesn't mean that you're not going to uh, have 
like your own mistakes, right? It doesn't mean that you won't, you know, fail and you have to pick yourself up. But what it means that if you can learn from someone who's done it, you're going to be able to get to your goals faster and then be able to expand on that growth. And I talk a lot about that when I talk to college students saying, hey, my dream job is to work at Hard Rock, right? Is it? How do you do that? Um, some of them might be, right? Some yep. students, that, that's their goal. And so is why don't you reach out to people who work at Hard Rock or Disney or Universal or whatever their dream company might be to really understand what that is. And um, and it's a philosophy that I've kind of like, you know, implemented in my life. And, and as I see it, as my goals continue to change, I continue to, to reach out and find individuals and mentors that I can build in, you know, a mutual beneficial relationship with and learn from and may help them at the same time reach some of their goals that maybe I've already accomplished. So a perfect example is the relationship that I have with you guys. You guys have... Um, we're starting out a podcast yeah. and I wanted to give you guys advice. So you guys learn how to do a podcast in a sense, some of the, the basic techniques of the industry for me, but I learned about speaking from you guys. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And I would um, assume, I would assume like some of the stuff you'll talk about from individuals. And again, we can talk about Francis, but even I would guess associations, you know, you go to conferences, you read books, like you're trying to, fill that space up with as much knowledge, especially if you're deficient in some areas areas. And I, you know, I think about this for a second. I, I belong to one particular association called charts, the council of hotel and restaurant trainers. I just know the chances are the challenges that you might be facing in business or, or maybe a little bit in life, depending on the group, others have already dealt with this and they've successfully solved it. So, you know, what you're saying is that, you know, this, the class is never out for the student, right? If you're really a student of life and you've surrounded yourself with people like Francis Rios or like me, an association I belong to, or this mutual, you know, relationship that we have. And and I hear you talking about both of those. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, 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 it's there's so much information out there and it's hard for someone to be an expert in everything, but learn from someone who's done it. Um, and, and, and you even mentioned books or associations. I think books is the same way. If you think about what a book is, right, is is somebody who's gone through so much experience, who've done countless hours worth of research, who you know, generally will interview, um, they've gone through it, and then they put all that in a 200, around a 200-page document, right? Yep, and right. you're able to learn exactly how they did it without actually spending 20 years of research or five years of right. research. Right. Yeah. I mean, it honestly, it also, I think the big, one of the other big factors is, is that it, it can serve as inspiration for us. Right. And so, you know, in, in the music world, when you, you know, musicians don't just come out with, uh, I've got this, you know, opus in my head that I want to just push out without knowing anything. We're not August Rush, right? I'm like, that movie was ridiculous. Uh, I loved it, but it was ridiculous. Um, and and the whole point uh, is sort of like when you, you know, when I wanted to learn to play guitar, it's because I heard a song that I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And, and then it was like, well, I wanted to play that song. So I learned to play that cover and I played it till I owned it, right? And I'm like, that's part of the thing I think too here is... 
you know, the best way to reach any goal is to learn from someone who's already done it. You know, I, I didn't want to just grab the guitar and start writing music. I wanted to grab the guitar and play ACDC. I mean, that's, that's was the whole goal. And so I just wanted to copy what they were doing because I loved it. And it was so, so much part of my, uh, upbringing in, uh, in high school. And so for me, uh, you know, I look at this and I mean, this idea that we want to learn from somebody else, um, this cover song approach, if you will, uh, is so important because you have to start somewhere and you have to not just, not just find someone else who's done it, but you have to be inspired by their work to stay committed to it. I mean, I think that's the big, the big difference. I know Jim, you have a list of people that you sort of have a, a hit list, if you will, people you want to spend some time with every yeah. year. Uh, this, uh, to tell, tell a little bit about that, what you have, cause I know you have this sort of group of people that you put on your wish list of being mentored by. Yeah. You know, I, well, I, I know that to me, mentorship, um, is a huge part of my life. And I know in business world, I think it's the new training, you know, it takes time. It takes patience, but it's extremely rewarding. Right. And so the people in my past, like I had a boss named Mike Shipley, who was phenomenal in, in my business life. Um, I listened to people like Mark Sharonbrock and Tommy Spaulding, who are great speakers who inspire me, motivate me. My grandfather from a faith standpoint. He was a, he was a pretty heavy Christian that influenced me a little bit from a mentor standpoint and then other podcasters. So I've always had that in the background, but what you're referring to is, uh, you know, a year ago I had a lot of stuff that was going on and I just decided that I would get rid of a lot of stuff that shouldn't be in my life. And that included some people. Um, but what I did want to do is surround myself and at least have access to a couple of people that were a lot smarter than me in some area. I didn't, you know, right. not all of them had something specific, but I knew I wanted to spend time with them. And I made this list and I've sort of been on this uh, influencer tour, if you will. And every two or three months I will go and hang out with somebody because I need that mentorship. And it might be, you know, one time conversation and it starts uh, an online discussion where it might be that I become fast, long friends with somebody, but mentorship kind of like going back to what you were talking about daniel it seems to be a really big part of it whether it's again a book a podcast but humans you know obviously you can have that discussion back and forth and i found it to be extremely rewarding and i'm sure you have as well i did i mean for me mentors have been the reason where i've been able to do something that maybe would have taken somebody three to four years to do to be able to do it in a year and it's not because i'm any more skilled or talented than, than someone is because I align myself with the right individuals who've already done it. And so yeah. they know, if, if they couldn't have to do it again, it takes them a lot. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Well, it's really the target market for you too, right? Your, your target market is these, these people who are about to graduate or recent graduates who are, are sort of now a deer in headlights uh, looking to, to land this career and they sort of get out into the real world and there's, you know, 10,000 options and 9,998 of them are not ones they're actually interested in, but they know they have to make money. They know they have to sort of move forward with their career. And what your goal is, is to make sure that they're actually doing things with deliberate intention on mm -hmm. purpose, right? And not just taking a job for the sake of a job. Yes, 100%. I think, you know, when we talk about students, I think they, they need a lot of mentorship and they need to be able to see what the possibilities are and especially understand what does the job look like um, a year after graduation. And, and so I think, you know, when students actually do take the time to apply this, you know, this this thought of learning from someone who's done it and realize, OK, this is what they do on a day to day. They're actually being able to select jobs that they're actually going to enjoy and, it's, and they enjoy going to work on a Monday. Right. That's awesome. But, 
that that is awesome that that is you know it's funny too because i think when we first met that was one of the biggest challenges um that you said that that um you know college students face you know they're putting not only all this debt on but they really do have a huge question mark over their head as to now what now how can i get the job and they might even be two years out from graduating and so to have somebody like you guide them and have a pathway and you to have I would assume the instructor-led stuff is the best because, again, it's more dialogue than it is from the book. But everything you do from your academy, from when you're standing on stage to now a, a print book, that, that's that got to feel pretty good that you really are helping people get the dream job that they want, even if it's a stepping stone to get that dream job. You know, it feels real when you hear the stories, right? When you, It's when you it, when you hear the, the, the student that eight months ago was completely lost, you know, was just going through the motions of going to school, going to going to their internship and then going home and not really really thinking much about what their future lied and, and really wasn't having a strategy. And then to go and say uh, a week ago calling me and saying, Daniel, I cannot believe it. I got a job offer making two times more than the average college student so makes. Cool. Like I'm moving to California, which is where he wanted to live his whole life. Um, and like knowing that, those last eight months that he's put in the work to learn from, you know, from myself, right? And that, in this case, um, his life will forever be different, right? Because that that decision of accepting that job, moving to California, he's now going to be, you know, your first job really sets the foundation for yep. the rest of your professional career, right? Agreed. It's your base, right? Yep. So if, if he's making that much his first job, his second job, he's going to, you know, generally make the same or more, you know? Yep. Um, and so for forever, his life will be different. And it's all because of the decisions that he made. And so that, to me, it's very impactful because even the people that I've helped in the past, I'm now the godfather of their child, right? Right, that's, right. That's amazing. That is amazing. Case in point, first job, Gatorland. And now look where I am. Right. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop right there. <laughs> well, actually, Daniel, it leads uh, me to, it's a perfect transition to our thought that we wanted to share with you because really what you're enabling people to do is sort of live their true self, right? I'm like, you are, you are allowing them to say, here's what I really want to do. Here's the type of job I really want to have. And, um, it's important for us to, to understand that that's not, that's really the main goal here is it's not just get a job. It's get a job that you love, that you feel called to, that you want to invest into. And that really leads us to our thought, which is this. Uh, Our thought that rocks is improving on someone else's idea is a necessary step to becoming an original. And so it takes sort of what we've been talking about uh, today, that extra step, right? Because it's not just about learning from someone else right? That's super important. That's the, that's the first part of it. You want to learn from someone else. Yes. But at the same time, you need to be developing your own thoughts. You need to start adding what is uniquely you to the equation so that you can eventually get to this point where you are your own original self, right? You have a, we, we call it developing your oove, your own original voice that starts with a cover, 
right? So you got to play that cover song until you own it. And then when you own it, like it's your own, like you wrote it, you start to twist it and, and maybe you change the arrangement and maybe you add this other little chorus, you sample from another song. And before you know it, you're writing your own stuff. And, and I mean, I don't know that there's a better example of that, Daniel, than you. I mean, you literally sat there and, and went from mentoring, uh, and a mentor's sort of role of, of accepting mentorship from some people that were really important in your life to not only taking the pebble from the hand, but now truly becoming the master. I mean, you are, are literally living out that original part of what is your unique voice. It's in your book, it's in your teaching, it's in your talks. And, and I think that it's so important that we can't just stop at the learning part, at the mentorship part, because we've got to carry that forward so that one day we too can mentor someone else. I mean, would you agree with that? 100%. When, when I read, uh, the thought that you guys were, you know, that you guys were going to share, I was like, that, that couldn't have been a better thought because I think, you know, it's what I was sharing the first thought about learning from someone else to reach your goal. That just sets the foundation, yeah. right? Like that is just the foundation. And then in order for you to really reach the top, you need to be unique because everybody else is taken. And so when, whenever you guys were sharing that thought, I was like, wow, that's, that's perfect. And because I couldn't have agreed more, like, uh, my goal had has always been to be a speaker, and so like Frances, you know, getting her mentorship is great. But at the same time, if I go and give the same speech as Frances, I'm not going to be successful, right? Right. right. Uh, and so I need to have my own voice, my own spin, my own experiences, my own stories, my own success. And so I, I agree, you know. And I think it's really interesting um, because there's this question someone. Uh, I think I read it in a book and I don't even know who to give credit for, but it was like, would have Albert Einstein be Albert Einstein if he had been born 20 years prior? Mm-hmm. And the question is, sure, he still would be named Albert Einstein, but he might have not discovered what he discovered because it, it was the foundation of some scientists that, that came before him. And so Albert Einstein needed to learn the, the science that was at that time. And then from there, he was able to discover and create, you know, what he created. Yeah. Um, but he wouldn't have been able to do it without that foundation. And I think that your 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 second thought is it's is perfect, right? You need to learn from someone who's done it, right? You don't need to reinvent the wheel when you get to that point. But once you learn that, then it's your time to shine. It's your time to to create and discover, and to continue to push the envelope in your in in that area, whether it's speaking, whether it's music, whether it's writing. Yeah, and I think you know, Jim. We've talked about this before. You have 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 told us many times that you know when you were with Hard Rock and and sort of in the training part of what's happening, you know, you had really used a lot of of uh, the Covey stuff and and teaching people, but it wasn't long before the culture of hard rock started to, to almost not, not supersede, but it definitely um, was a different flavor that you were able to twist and move and make it your own. Take what you, what, what Covey was teaching. Yes, but really adapt it to a unique voice that, that sort of only people within the hard rock culture would understand. Yeah. And actually I think of this, uh, it's a perfect connection between the two thoughts because you're right, Brian. I think that the first thing is when we were teaching the the Covey, the seven habits of highly effective people for those that don't know, and still very popular in corporate America, we weaved that into, you know, hard rock life and great principles, but we needed to hard rock eyes the thing, you know, you gotta, you gotta come over the, the layer 
uh, you know, and wrap it in the velvet glove of rock and roll for our people to really get it and like it and understand it, perpetuate it and all that stuff. So, yeah, we started teaching exactly the way I was taught when we went and got that training from the Covey organization. But then at some point, you start eliminating a lot of those videos and you do your own videos or you teach it live or you use only examples that are hard rock isms. And then at some point, you really start to think, there are some things that I'm creating on my own to now make that even better. And ultimately, you know, th this is probably how a lot of people start doing a lot of personal and self-development. They're creating their own mindset. And so I, I think the second part to that um, is, you know, my very first speaking gig, I can actually track it all the way back to 2003. I was working at Hard Rock. Somebody called up and just said, hey, I'd like to, to have somebody from the office. We don't have a Hard Rock. We're from the Midwest. We're having a session right down the street. Can you send somebody over? I was like, yeah, I'll go do it. I'm not going to send anybody on the team. It was like a mini orientation. I did it for free. It was great. And then along the course of over eight, nine years, yes, I weaved in a lot of you know my own thoughts. I think initially it probably was more hard rock, but then you started to go, I, I don't need to always talk about that particular brand. I've got my own ideas, which goes back brand to your you know discovering your own oof. And ultimately, when I jumped in 2012 to do my own thing, I have my own original content that is now supported by just a couple stories and examples of hard rock. And not only that, you want to be able to bring in so many other industries. So I appreciate you throwing that over my way. I think that this is a great connection point for for all three of us actually on the line. You know, we, we definitely saw that somebody else has done this before, but we've improved on it and now we've become originals. And so... Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for that, but I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't do a lot of that covering and sampling that you talk about in your book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Daniel, uh, who were some of those that you looked at to cover and sample when you were trying to create yours? Are you talking about when I was creating my book, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I looked at a lot of, you know, inf so first of all, I went and I read every single book that was already out there and, um, on the category. And so what I wanted to then understand is there are some basic things that regardless of the way I, I talk about it or not, like interviewing your resume, um, all that doesn't change But I wanted, so I used that foundation of really understanding, um, the, how universities look at helping students get jobs, how companies look at recruiting. But I, I looked at that as the foundation. What I wanted to make sure I made it original is to really understand the pain points that students are facing today, right? And um, and how I can talk about it in my book because I am so relatable to them because I was too, not too long ago I was in their shoes. Yeah, that's right. But so that's kind of how again you look at my book and I've gotten so much positive feedback is because students are saying the way that you, you phrase it and the way you talk about it and the examples that you talk about in the book, I felt like you were talking directly to me. Yeah. So what you're saying is your book is lit. <laughs> is that what they say? Is that what the kids say today? I have no yeah. idea. I am so old. I have no idea. Daniel, I know it's popular. That's all I know. Yes. <laughs> Silence. That's, that's what we right. like. That's yes. right. Exactly. He's laughing underneath. Uh, that's right. Breath, like these old guys. That's right. So, so Daniel, I know, again, I think for the common person um, that, that maybe isn't lucky enough to be in front of you, um, especially with you doing all of your traveling, it's probably a, a rarity, but they can definitely pick up your book, um, number one. I mean, certainly you're just crushing it on the on the Amazon charts, but where can people stay connected to you and where can they get your, your products? That You know, the book, obviously, just type Mastering College Security on Amazon and then 
Um, my name, I love LinkedIn. I'm very, very um, active on LinkedIn. So you just find, if you type Daniel Botero on LinkedIn, I will show up. Uh, but you can also always go to masteringcollege2career.com and, and everything's there. That's my hub. You can get all the links to my social media. You can get the links to my book on Amazon. And and if any inquiries about speaking, always go to my website. Just pretty much has all the information you need. Yeah, what's the website again? masteringcollege2career.com got you love it love it you got something else you're about to launch you got another project you're working on or the book probably took a lot of time you're just happy to do a birth that thing (laughs) no so now i'm focusing on that academy so when i was building the book at the same time i was building my academy which is like a four-week online course um and so now it'll be be focusing on launching the academy you know looking to launch it for the beginning of the 2020. So cool. Well, listen, man, we can't thank you enough. As two of your students uh, in the podcast game, uh, we can't thank you for the time that you invested in us and and just uh, setting us on the right path so that we could make some good decisions uh, when we first started this program. And uh, you know, we wish nothing but the best for you. We couldn't be happier or more proud of the of the work that you're doing right now and and the fact that other people are seeing uh, your brilliance and uh, it's starting to show on the charts is. Uh, what we've known all along and that you're, you're, you're a special guy, man. So thank you so much for spending some time with us on thoughts that rock. No, thank you guys so much for the opportunity of joining this awesome podcast. You guys rock. Ah, awesome. I love hearing that. All right, buddy, we will catch you soon. Talk to you later. Rock on. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to make sure you don't ever miss an episode. And if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, we're exclusively represented by Kepler Speakers, the industry's leading resource for booking conference keynotes. To start your unforgettable experience, go to KeplerSpeakers.com. Until next time, rock Rock on. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to StoicismPod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.